Radio. Nothing to watch on TV? That's why you're listening to Barrett Talk on DVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV! It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal! It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody... Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mama said, mama said, mama said that. Mama. Good day, sir! Now class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, buddy. That's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting a D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recoil. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer. It's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this mother. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right on WDVR at DVRadio.net. It's Bear Talk Live. Or you listen to us on podcast because we record the live show and put it on podcast. You can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Thingamajig. You can even listen to us on Alexa and a whole lot of other places that have podcast platforms. I don't know where they're at. Just, just, just search DV radio podcast. You'll find us. It is August 5th, 2023. I'm Bonawood tonight. We have with us this beautiful Saturday evening. We have Mr. Oink. What's a happening, motherfucker? And we have Monsieur Rivoil. Good evening. How you guys doing this wonderful Saturday? Well, my balls are sweaty. My ass crack is all sweaty. It's hot up here in Alaska right now. I'm telling you. Hair. <laughs> you gotta watch out Alaskan heat, you know. I know. It's a whole whopping 70-something. Holy shit. Right. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Time to set up the pool. I hear you, man. <laughs> Fucking yes, sir. No, mm-hmm. it's actually been uh, been kind of warm and, and uh, actually enjoying it. Uh, minus, you know, when they send us out to fucking repaint a brand new sealed fucking asphalted fucking parking lot and you're standing on straight black. That fucking Alaska sun will bake your ass, man. I tell you what, tell us how you really feel. Uh, well, I, I feel kind of funny. <laughs> but no, like, but no, like, what, what can we do that would really put a plastic hip to the test? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Walk the tarmac, motherfucker. <laughs> we did that too. <laughs> we had we had to go out. We had a couple of uh, runway markings that we painted earlier in the season and started to peel up for some fucking reason. Like the paint didn't stick. And of course, when you got 22s that fucking go over that surface, you don't want to fight out a fucking engine. 
It's yeah. that fucking Maverick. I'm telling you, that guy drives like me. <laughs> so, so we had to go strip all this shit up and then repaint it. Well, it was a red box. So we fucking made this taxiway pink, and then we had to go paint red boxes again. So, yeah, you know, it's job security, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, we were out there on the fucking runway today, uh, this week as well. Fucking, you know, kicking it. So yeah, it was man. definitely warm. And then on top of that, you got a nice, fun, happy filled day after you get off the air with us, don't you? I do. Believe it or not, it's the little man's birthday today. He turns 11. And, you know, after what happened last year with his open heart surgery and everything else, uh, you know, we're couldn't be happier because this little, this little guy, I mean, he's resilient as fuck. He has more energy cooped up in him than probably all of us and then some combined. I mean, Jesus Christ, kid doesn't <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Back to living like a normal kid. Yes, sir. To us. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Right. So, yeah, after this, uh, we get to have a little man's uh, birthday party. So he's looking forward to it. I bet. I bet. He deserves it. I mean, all kids deserve it. But, <laughs> well, I say that. There's some kids that definitely don't deserve it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some kids deserve an ass whooping. <laughs> Before I forget, I want to give a huge shout out to Mr. Ginger Texas. Another week sober. Congratulations, brother. Keep fighting that addiction, man. We're here for you. I'm glad to hear that you uh, made it another week. I know it's not easy. Trust me. Been there, done that. Did, didn't want to be there. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't do it at my own volition, but uh definitely know how the struggle is. So we're here with you, brother. If you need anything, give us a shout. Definitely uh here to listen. And if we can, we'll help you out in any way we can, brother. Mr. Yeah. What, what was that? I said, fuck. Yeah. Oh, America. Awesome. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, that, that's another thing. Support, man. That's, I, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that people overlook when it comes to anything, not just addiction. I mean, hell, uh, coming, uh, going through, you know, things about, um, that had to do with, you know, mentally, just mental things, trauma, past experiences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, People don't realize that if you don't have some sort of support system, you know, you're more likely to, uh, what do you call it? Relapse or go back into your old, uh, your old habits or, or whatever it might be, whether it's addiction or, um, yeah, you I mean you go back to that same, you know, thinking those demons get to you and you start thinking to yourself, well, what the <laughs> fuck does it matter anyway? Fuck it. I'll just go back to doing it again. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I'm not encouraging this whatsoever because I am highly against it, but I know people that have had past traumas that, uh, cause pain on themselves, whether it's cutting or, or doing something like that. And that is just as bad as, you know, drinking or doing drugs. So, uh, find you a support system, whether, you know, it's a friend, a family member, some stranger, it doesn't matter. Have that support system because we all need it, right? <laughs> Most got, definitely got to throw that pride aside and handle it. It gets better. I can tell you just in this short time, I'm smiling and not wanting to beat people as much. <laughs> hey man. Yeah, oftentimes like drugs and alcohol aren't, aren't necessarily the problem. They're, they're an attempt to self-medicate the problem away. To mask. A lot of times, like, there's something else at the root 
that you've got to be able to to just discover what it is and figure out how to deal with it. Uh, and then that makes taking those steps to get out of that situation much, much better. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's everybody has their own thing, right? I mean, whether it's a hobby or, you know, listening to us be dumbasses on a Saturday night for absolutely no reason, but to make you go, Hmm, I'm not as dumb as I once thought I was. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not as thought as I dumb I was. <laughs> I actually was watching a code blue cam yesterday. I think I was catching up on, you know, some of the idiot criminals that we have in this fucking world. And this chick, she had been driving, didn't know that her front tire was sparking. It's middle of the night. Like, how do you not see that? Oh, you're drunk as fuck. Yeah. She was like almost four times over the legal limit and they have her do the field sobriety test. And she goes, I'm not drunk as think I am. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I I swear to all. Like, we've heard it. We've made jokes about it, but she actually said it. And I was like, wow, she fucked up. <laughs> but uh that that just uh, some of that shit's hard they're like you know say the alphabet backwards starting with a like, uh, that's what? something she brought up no shit no shit she goes she goes can we do something besides the alphabet because i can't do that i don't know anybody that can do that backwards that's just fucking stupid stupid <laughs> and i'm like she ain't lying dude <laughs> i can't do that shit backwards <laughs> but damn she was she was i've seen some drunk people on these shows you know but she was she was she was done she was lit she was fucking <laughs> lit. <laughs> like if you had if you had a fucking spark 15 feet away from her it blew up the entire fucking city block. <laughs> Guaranteed. I was like, damn, I can smell that shit. And I'm not even near. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that Ginger Texas and I may have been like that one night at a Trace Atkins concert. I'm just saying it may have happened. <laughs> I like how he said, I'm not drunk. I'm just drinking. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, before I'm I forget. not as drunk as you drink, I am. Right. <laughs> Before I forget, another thing, through August 7th here on DVRadio.net at the DV Radio store, you can get 20% off of your entire order. So you can have as many orders as you want, get 20% off at DVRadio.net. Just click on the DV Radio store. And straight form from Sergeant Wardog's FAFO, fuck around and find out segment, we have FAFO design. We have merch. We have shirts and mugs, I believe. I think that's all. Buying um, shit's good, okay? <laughs> it's in the intro, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man. It's the way we keep the damn lights on, motherfuckers. Um, so, yeah, go grab some shit. And uh, depending on what the logo is, you know, like DV Radio, Betsy Ross, DV Farm, PTS Dog, Sergeant War Dog, Change and Chain, DV Against DV, it goes to those... Uh, respective organizations, individuals, et cetera, to continue their missions. Um, and as always, we've got our Fed listening tonight. So why don't you buy some shit instead of just listening to us and trying to come after us? Um. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, fuck, we went and mentioned that the VA, you know, and all the money they were spending on this suicide thing. We only seen one commercial the entire fucking time. And now all of a sudden I've seen like three. Like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah. that motherfucker ain't listening. <laughs> I, I actually brought that up. Uh, I think Betsy had uh, shared something about, um, or no, she asked the question, uh, if you could, what would you make changes in for veterans to better veterans and all? And um, as always, I see people talking about more funding for the VA and I'm like, it's not funding. Funding's not no. the fucking issue. If it was the issue, we would see huge leaps and bounds in changes and uh, success rates and all that. And obviously, I've done my little spiel, but it's Twitter and I'm not going to fucking, or it's X. X, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know, spend 30 minutes typing up something that nobody's going to fucking read. So I've done my, what, two or three paragraph thing and I left it at that. But I think that bothers me the most. Me and my mom were talking about it just today. I was like, it's not funding. It's not. <laughs> That's no, it's issue. consistency. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like dog <laughs> has said, you know, he's he feels pretty blessed with the treatment that he's getting in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, and the treatment that I get here in Pennsylvania through the Lebanon VA system. Ninety percent of it has been a good experience. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's, there are some waiting times and stuff, but like you got to look at the fact that you're waiting behind your brothers and sisters. So if it's not life threatening, yeah, like you can fucking wait a little bit longer for your appointment, you know, right. that, that, but once I get the treatment, it's always been good. Well, you know, to, I, no, they just bought me $6,000 worth of fucking hearing aids. I think they cost, I don't know. They're fucking stupid expensive. I don't know yeah. what well, they actually cost. Cause I didn't pay for them, but <laughs> like they just, they just hooked me up with that shit. You know, it's not only consistency. My ears, my ears are the, fucked up and I, I hear half of what's being said, and especially if I can't see somebody's mouth. I'm sorry we don't do video. Maybe when I get my uh, Starlink, we can. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I can hear there's a fucking bell now. <laughs> right. Um, but it's not just consistency, right? It's also execution of things and how things are going on in each VA, not just one, because the VA essentially is a franchise, right? You've got the VA, then you've got VA facilities, then you've got VA hospitals, and you've got VA clinics. And not all of them are ran the same. Like they're not. Oh no, nope. <laughs> and some of the doctors are, you know, retired from the military profession, if you would call it that. Mm-hmm. So beware of what you ask for sometimes. And you know, <laughs> I'd much I, rather uh, go to the clinic here to where I'm getting a referral to downtown, somewhere local, and and then I go in there and they're not military. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, versus oh, they were trained by the military. So they experimented. Great. Thanks. Well, you know, another thing that pisses me off is they're trying to get rid of the tablets that I told you all that they sent out here in North Carolina and a few other places for people that live in rural areas or people that just can't go to a VA facility due to their medical conditions. And I'm like, wait a minute. You spent millions of dollars on this to make sure that veterans had accurate and readily available care yet you're taking it away because why because it works it's the government because they spent millions of dollars combating (laughs) veteran suicide and have done nothing more than encourage it right right Mm, it's just like it's just like the suicide campaign was a year or two ago we're going to spend millions of dollars on this and what we're going to aim at is to get firearms away from veterans that was literally what the dude said in their fiscal year meeting and i'm sitting here dumbfounded because the problem is firearms is what they're trying to say. And I'm like, that's not it. And we've talked about it, you know, and I'm sorry to go dark for a minute, but if you want to commit suicide, you're going to find a way, right? Like we, we know that there is no if, ands or buts, you're going to find a way. So we need to look at the problem 
before the problem. We need to see what takes you down that mental rabbit hole per se. What get, what led you to that permanent solution to a temporary problem, right? And that's the problem. They don't want to look at that. And then nope. when you're in the military, you're always chastised. Not saying that's the issue today because it does seem to be calming down as far as officers and leadership taking precedence to soldiers, but there is still a stigma and there is still chastising going on. If you have some mental issue or trauma or what have you. And then when you're getting out, right, how many of the leadership soldier or how much of leadership is actually checking in on soldiers within that? What was it? The six month hunt that me, you and uh, what's his name? The mortgage Marine, Marine mortgage guy. 92 oh, for Brad? 20. Yeah. Is that his name, Brad? We've got too many yeah, Brads. That's what I said. It's another Brad. That's when you ask me for Brad's info, I'm like, which one? Yeah, we've got too many Brads. <laughs> Sorry, Brad and Brad. Brad cued. Um, Brad squared. But uh, yeah, it's the six-month hump, right? When you get to that six months, the first three months are great. You're happy to be out. And then that six-month hits, and you're like, I need somebody. I'm, you know, the whole thing. So we're beating a dead horse, aren't we? <laughs> Ginger days. They're doing a great job of keeping firearms out of the felon's possession. Let's be real here. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I want to thank everybody that's tuned in tonight, except for the Fed. Fed, Fed, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gal. One or of these. Or whatever it goes by. <laughs> one of these. <laughs> Like Ginger said, they're doing a great job of keeping firearms out of the felon's possession, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know, these laws are, and I think me and Rico talked about this, you know, let's make a law to appease 2% of 100% and let's hurt the 98%, right? Because that's what happens. That's yep. what happens every time. It's just... Mm. <laughs> Did I tell you that I ran into my platoon sergeant and squad leader at the gym? <laughs> no, you did not. We got no. this week. <laughs> the ones I served with in Afghanistan mm. just fucking randomly showed up at the gym that I go to. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, they're both out. Um, Are they doing good from what you've seen? Yeah, them, yeah they're doing well. They're doing well, but uh, they don't, they don't like the direction that things are hidden and they rolled out. And these guys are career. They're like, <clears throat> it was kind of sad to see that, but you talking about service wise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've heard some bads. I mean, it's just like that. Uh, that Marine that was uh, uh, court martialed, I believe, for the soldier that died or committed suicide or whatever. They were saying that because he called him names or whatever, and I'm like, I didn't know that was a court martial. I legitimately did not know that. Like it is literally a general order that drill sergeants cannot call you names. What? Yeah. Not, I'm not joking. And they, that was one of the charges they found him guilty of. They didn't find him guilty of the kid dying, but I was like, what? You can be court martialed or at least a, uh, articled for being a drill sergeant. Right. Or D.I. And saying, you little pipsqueak, fat ass motherfucker. Like, 
what? <laughs> that was what? half the fun. Exactly. The fucking snake pit, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. I used to get smoked just to get smoked. It was funny to hear what they said. Whatever they came well, up with. My, my one drill sergeant said, you think you're fucking special, don't you? And I said, well, my mama always told me I was. <laughs> I think I did 150 push-ups at least. That's great. On, the, on that fucking goddamn shredded black rubber tires, it's like hot as fuck. Your skin's <laughs> fucking melting as your belly hits the ground. The shit that's supposed to help you if you fall into it or whatever. <laughs> now, now causing second-degree burn. Yes. <laughs> that shit. It's better than foam. No, it's not. <laughs> I'd rather land in fucking concrete than on that shit. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than doing the fucking low crawling a PT uniform on that shit. Yeah, we done that a couple of times. We uh, we done a TDY. Oh, you course. can't tell that I've been eating pretzels and cheese the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> we done a TDY course one one day, and it had been raining the night before, and they were like, the 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 what do you call it? The guys that oversee the course, whatever they call them now. Uh, they're like, you're not allowed to climb on the blah, blah, blah. Cause you could slip and fall and blah, 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 blah. And their drill sergeant was like, you ain't going to listen to them. You're going to do as I say. <laughs> and, he, and there was those wooden, uh, balance beams, the round ones that you got to walk across. And he made us walk on those damn things. And they were right. Those are some slippery ass motherfuckers. Like <laughs> we had a dude break three ribs. Really? On one of those? Fucking dude got recycled. Yeah. Damn. Shit. Yeah. It reminds me of the wooden playground they had over here, uh, behind Burger King on base. It was a huge fucking playground with, you know, the, Slides the whole nine yards, the fucking wooden drawbridge, everything, right? Mm-hmm. For these kids to play on. Well, apparently one kid got a little fucking splinter and they had to go there with fucking chainsaws like the next week and take that fucking thing out. <laughs> I mean, it's serious. I, they, it's, it's ridiculous anymore. It's funny that you say that because they had one at my brother's school when he was little at the elementary school. And one of the kids had been wearing flip flops or sandals or whatever they call them today. The ones that just go between your toe. Um, <laughs> I call them flip flops. Uh, and they had one of those things. And I guess the kid had took, took their flip flops off and went on that damn thing. And I'm not joking. I've seen pictures of it. They had a splinter that went from their heel all the way up to the ball of their foot. And they never took that bastard down. <laughs> I was like, Andrew says we didn't do that in the Air Force. We had story time instead. <laughs> and they're fucking shit. I, I got I got sent to fucking Bagram to have a, a down day and ate at the fucking Air Force defac. And I thought I was in a fucking third first class restaurant. I was like, holy fuck. When I got to go to uh, what was it? You guys get to eat actual food. Yeah. <laughs> when we were going on leave, is it Striker? Is that the big one? Was that the big one that we had? I think it was. They had the Canadians and all shit there. And we went there and they had the same shit. It was fucking cake and brownies and fucking roasted turkey and shit galore. I was like, God. Ice cream sandwiches. Dude, I'm telling you what. Me me and Chief Rooks ate like fucking kings for for the whole day we was there. We didn't go nowhere else. We fucking sat there and ate. <laughs> I was like, this is nice, ain't it, Chief? He went, uh-huh, yeah, woo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chief Warren Officer Brooks. Cool-ass motherfucker right there. 
Oh shit! He's the one Paul I told Kelly you. Air Force defect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ginger. I like this dude. Chief Rooks is the one I told y'all was uh, deathly afraid of hedgehogs, and they threw that fucking rolled-up sock in his chew that night, and we heard the laptop crash and him hollering and, like, stumbling all over shit. (laughs) You got fucking camel spiders and you're afraid of hedgehogs? (laughs) We didn't have camel spiders that bad over there. They wasn't Uh, that... We had scorpions. I had one under my chew, and I would make sure he was fed, like, once a week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love scorpions. What can I say? Um, but yeah, we had fucking hedgehogs galore over there, man. We had a, a whole family of them and there was the, the mama and then the babies and we had caught a couple of the babies and we took some chem lights and crushed them up and poured the liquid out on the ground. Jesus. And when we came back, they were gone, but you could see the little fucking footprints. <laughs> <laughs> dissipate <laughs> into the darkness <laughs> where they had walked through this shit. <laughs> we almost smuggled one home. We tried. We we were looking into it. We were like, we get one of these bastards and take it home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <sighs> we got some fun over there. Ain't gonna lie. <clears throat> Blew up shit. Played golf. <laughs> Burnt shit. Burnt shit. That reminds me, today's August 5th. If you're listening to this, you have until August 9th to to put in your burn pit registry claim on uh, VA.gov. If you're in this, do what? I did mine. Okay. If you yeah, are. Make sure you, make sure you do that because it's not about us, really. If, if, some, if something's going to happen to us, it's going to fucking happen to us. But it's about your family. Mm-hmm. Because if something, you know, if your lungs get all fucked up and fucking kill you later down the road, your family will be taken care of through the VA system. And that's, that's really should be the target, the goal. 100%. And not only that, it's for future generations, right? For those that, you know, come after us. And if I can find it right here, um, I had the fucking saying and of course you know i'm not going to be able to find it today because i'm a dumbass and didn't have it pulled up like i should have uh excuse me um <laughs> but you have until they do August. ask you like 100 billion questions that nobody's got fucking time for yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and uh not only that you only have until august 9th for whatever reason to get it in and i've got it right here so if you start right now you might be done by them um, well, that, <laughs> no shit. that's what I was saying. If you are in the system and you have already filed a claim prior to, you know, this happening, all you have to do is do a, uh, I believe it's called a 21, yeah, 21, 526 easy. And it literally takes 20 minutes. You go through, you do your, uh, your, your whole information and bullshit. Uh, if you can get, what is it? A lay a friend to write a letter for you or something that was there with you. If you have pictures of the burn pits, et cetera, et cetera, that helps. Um, but if you haven't been in the system, if you're not in the system, you may want to get a VSO to help you so you can get in the system and file a full comp and, comp and pin claim. Um, but you only have until August 9th, 2023, which is next Wednesday to at least get it started. So they know that you're filing for it and then you have a year, but you need to get it in before the night, in my opinion, just to say, you know, VA and shit. Um, so I traveled the globe until I found a uh, a Cherokee code breaker. 
And he explained to me that anytime the government says EZ, that's actually code for F U. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, shit. And you know what? Uh, me and uh, Google was talking about this <clears throat> yesterday on the phone. It's goddamn sad because I don't know if you've done it a few years or not, a few years ago or not, Recoil, but her and I had filled out the first burn pit registry they came out with that lasted for like an hour. You had to sit there and go through all this bullshit. And even though we filled that out, we have to fill this out again because apparently that doesn't matter. That that whole thing we done a few years ago, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> but uh, if uh, also if you are in the system, you may get back pay uh, for the burn pit uh, comp compensation and pension uh, if it's found out. You know, it's for you and blah blah blah. You know how the VA is. So, yeah, va.gov slash disability slash file hyphen disability hyphen claim hyphen form hyphen 21 hyphen 526 easy slash introduction. <laughs> and I'll have that in the uh, podcast description as well. Can I file negligence claims for not having stable Internet for COD while staying in our five star hotels base? He said, I mean, it's the Air Force, probably. Um, <laughs> one, one thing I want to bring up with the burn ship burn. Burn shit, yeah, literally. Burn it is, right? literally, yeah. Um, if you have had any kind of skin cancer, mm-hmm. particularly on your head and face, um, and I'm saying this from personal experience, I had yep. to have some removed, they are linking that to the burn pits. And respiratory. So make sure that you get registered. Because if re- that shit comes back and stuff, I mean, it, it can be it can be really costly to, to treat that. Um you know, and like I said, if it if it knocks you out, at least your family can be taken care of. You know, if you if you if you're leaving a husband or wife behind, uh, you know, kids. At least they can draw your your VA disability. Yeah, and and respiratory s- symptoms as well. Um, if you didn't have them before you went in or fucking went overseas and you were around these burn pits, it, with yeah, any and the respiratory is the one everybody thinks of, which is why mm-hmm. I wanted to mention the, the cancer and I. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I got pretzels and cheese in my mouth. You're good. Um, I had I had said earlier about how like I, I feel blessed that I have pretty good care uh, through the Lebanon VA system, and my doctor, the dermatologist that was handling my my skin cancer, is the one that said, "Look, you know, you were you anywhere near burn pits when you were over there?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, we were fucking downwind from them the whole time." Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "You you really need to register because this could be directly linked to that." Yeah. And me and, you know, something I had hadn't really thought of was the skin cancer. I figured the trouble breathing probably had something to do. It had something to do with that, but I didn't think about the skin. I thought that was more sun exposure, but yeah, it makes sense though. All the shit we were throwing in those fucking burn pits, man. I mean, everything from human batteries. I mean, probably enemy combatants and whatever else they could fit in there. (laughs) Oh, I know there was some shit in hours before we got there because there was an active duty fucking. Uh, active duty uh unit before we got there, and I know they they burned some shit. I, don't, I ain't gonna say what, but um, three HVTs come in and one comes out. Yeah, they're in the burn pit. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were talking about the size. Of, I was like, yeah, you could fit a whole PLS in that bastard. Like my whole fucking truck and two Humvees could have fit in that motherfucking hole. Like. <laughs> 
Now, them bitches were big, and I don't remember a time in the 10 months that we were there that the smoke wasn't black. I mean, black, like fucking black. The darkest smoke I've ever seen in my life. And I'm coming from the country, man. I've seen some black smoke, man. That shit was nasty. It's in the smell. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, it's unmistakable. Like, <laughs> and I was working it every fucking day because I was in the defect and we had to take the trash down there every fucking day and twice on Sunday. And let me tell you what, man. <laughs> and I almost got shot by that motherfucker too because dumbasses throwing fucking rounds in the fucking trash. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I told y'all about that. Where the fuck did you find that, Jeff? Oh, the Call of Duty one? The Call of Duty. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. It's, it's cod. It's cod cock. Um, <laughs> I think his name is uh, Ghost or something, ain't it? Phantom? Something like that. Can't remember the dude's name. But uh, yeah, It's been a minute. But yeah. I, I remember those burn pits very vividly. <laughs> Yeah, they were right next to the smoke pit. <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. I'll never forget that night, though. Me and Danny Hales walking back with Bo McBride. Bo's in the fucking Humvee driving it back. And me and Danny Hale are up going off the back lot and we're getting ready to turn. And we just hear a whistle. It's like, like really loud and see this flash of light. And come to find out a fucking round was in the goddamn fucking burn pit and literally almost hit us. It went right between us. Like if either one of us had been an inch or two inward towards the other, we would have been shot by the fucking burn pit. Like, could you imagine coming home with the purple heart <laughs> because you got shot by a goddamn burn pit? Like, <laughs> I say that, I say that, but there is a soldier. When I was over there, he wasn't in our unit or brigade or anything. He was in some brigade or unit that was attached to us or something. I'm not joking. He got into the Humvee without his fucking ACH, which is a helmet for those that don't know, and hit his head and cut it open and got 18 stitches over the little, you know, that fucking edge piece on the Humvee as you're getting in that really fucking sharp piece of fucking armor. He hit his head over it, got like 18 stitches in his head and got a purple heart. I'm not joking. Like really? I'm glad for the leadership that I had. Yeah. Cause they didn't hand that shit out like candy. Yeah. Although they did hand out bronze stars like candy to anybody that was in the talk. There, there was a few bronze mm-hmm. stars that got them that shouldn't have got them, and some that didn't get them that should have got them. I, I'm, yeah, uh, I, I feel like, I mean, I realize there's a V device, um, yeah. but leadership should not be getting fucking bronze stars mm-hmm. uh, unless there's actually a valorous act. Yeah, they, it shouldn't be the same award, and and we all know, you know, those of us that have actually served know that 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 V device actually means way more than the bronze star itself does. Mm-hmm. But it's confusing to the rest of the world, um, yeah. and I, I feel I feel like these people shouldn't be toting around bronze stars when they when they sat and fucking talk where everybody else did the dirty work. Yeah, because I know a couple of talk rats 
because that's what they are, right? Cockroaches. Yeah. They got <laughs> a couple bronze stars. And what was that other one? Um, not the D device, the the other one that's up there with the bronze star. Um oh, shit. Congressional Medal of Honor. Oh wait, no. no that's not it. <laughs> it might be some some fucking ribbon or something, but it's up there with the bronze star. And we're all sitting there like, what the fuck did you do except sit your ass in a fucking air-conditioned building all goddamn day? The, the distinguished service. That might be it. That's probably what you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, our command sergeant major should have gotten articled like six times because his handgun went off in the clearing barrel every time he came back. Hmm. But he never got a fucking article, yet all the soldiers did. Like fucking ridiculous. What the fuck? You know, the one person in, in our talk that actually deserved some type of recognition was supply because they, they took mm-hmm. care of us. Oh, hell yeah. We always had ammunition. We always had everything we needed. And, I think were, that's where a lot of overlook comes to the supply. Is so overlooked, man. Fuck. I'd hate to have that job in all in reality. Like <laughs> when I look back yeah. on it, Having to having to cook and serve a shit ton of fucking soldiers every fucking day. That fucking sucked looking back on it. I loved it at the moment, right? <laughs> but then I look back at supply and I'm like, that had to suck ass. Had to suck some donkey dick. Like, <laughs> cause you're not only met dealing with normal everyday military supplies, you also have to handle mail and shit like that when you're supply, at least for us anyway. I just, nope. Nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Staff Sergeant Johnson, Adam Johnson, he was my boy. People called me, uh, what is it, Mini Johnson or whatever, because we like looked so close alike. Oh, I thought that was because of your little. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Watch it. Just because it's thumb size doesn't mean it doesn't make people giggle. All right. <laughs> I always say it's a good thing my wife's into miniatures right <laughs> I need to find me a girl that's in the miniatures like I am huh Damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh fuck so what you guys been up to this week cause I've got a piss and I was gonna mute out while you guys talked amongst yourselves <laughs> Cause it is, it's, it's knocking and I don't want a little dribble or anything to happen. <laughs> well, Link's up there baking in the Alaskan heat and uh, we okay, actually okay. have a, a chill spell here. It's awful. My pool temperature dropped to like 78 degrees. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when I say my pool, we have an above ground bag pool. It's not like we're wealthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's been like you like you said, it's been kind of warm up here. But uh other than that, working a lot of overtime, like I said, trying to get shit done while it is sunny because inevitably there's gonna be uh weather moving in here shortly, you know, rain starting next week, so that means no overtime and uh yeah, we're gonna be playing chase the trucks around the fucking flight line because they're kinda hard to paint in the fucking rain. Yeah. It's crazy how we're basically worked to death, you know it like <clears throat> I've been doing fifty, sixty, even seventy hour weeks for I don't know, two, three months now on a project that I submitted mm, mid last week. 
And the day that they were supposed to return my submittal, they, they sent a complete design change. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Why Why would you even have me start my end of the project when you're still fucking working on your end of the project? No kidding. Like, I, that's kind of frustrating. So, but, hey, at least I have a decent job. True, true. And, you know, I work for the federal government, so I, I don't work at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just taking the tax dollars that I pay in. No. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> there it is. He tells us the truth. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. <laughs> no, there's some days. Oh, oh, man, I do miss working, like having a regular job. But then there's days I'm like, if I was in the civilian workforce today, I wouldn't make it. I'd either be fired or in jail or something like it. I'm glad you changed that to regular job, though, because you work fucking harder on DV radio and the other projects that you do (laughs) than most of the people that I fucking know. (laughs) Oh, did you see my fucking two hour work that I done last night because I couldn't sleep? (laughs) Oh, your your nitro. The nitroglycerin awesome. label. That was yeah. fucking awesome, dude. I thought it was really cool. I found the old one. I you was need like, to make a t-shirt. <clears throat> well, somebody told me to make stickers. That, that would be a good avenue for you to make some bucks. Is not just your t-shirt designs for DB Radio. Mm-hmm. But do some t-shirt designs on one of those fucking made-to-order websites. Yeah, I thought about that. But then... You have, you have, you're a graphic arts dude. or you're, you're a natural artist. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> I do. Look at my fucking logo. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. Um, now nah, my, my friend, I, I showed him and they were like, you need to make stickers out of that. That is so cool. And I was like, who the fuck is going to buy nitroglycerin antique sticker? <laughs> Holy shit. It's snafu. Oh shit. What's up fucker? <laughs> Sorry. But no, nah, I'm with you, man. Like, I do miss having a civilian job, but I more miss working with my hands, like engines and out in the field and stuff like that. I think, and then just puzzles. Like, I think that's why I like being a mechanic and, and working in a uh, food environment is because you got to use your head. And I like solving problems, <laughs> puzzles. Not math problems. <laughs> <laughs> not algebraic bullshit. Somebody asked me the other day. Not other people's problems. <laughs> right, right. I'm not your Dr. Phil. Um, somebody said, why did I learn blah, 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 blah in, in school? And they're talking about geometry and algebra. And I was like, well, and I started talking about like, like architecture plans and I started giving them area and all that. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, there's a reason the Pythagorean theorem is stuck in my head. A, a squared plus B squared equals C squared. I use that more often than not. <laughs> but no, I've, I've actually that's thought just, about that's just code for a threesome. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> a sixome if you're lucky. Um <laughs> like, come on over here, baby, and we'll discuss the uh, Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> I've actually thought about what you were talking about, Recoil, doing the um just doing random print on demand stuff or random designs that because I've got shit, you've seen a, quite a bit of them. Um 
But then I was thinking, I was like, I don't want to deal with taxes. And then I don't want my state disability getting taken away. <laughs> well, now if you sell $600 a year, you have to pay federal taxes. I think it's a month. I think it's per month. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think you have to turn it in if it's per month because they. But you could just start a, a meth lab and not pay any taxes. You could, right? You could, <clears throat> and you can have a sign on the interstate that says "This way to meth lab." Um, <laughs> you know, our taxes are so much higher than what the Revolutionary War was fought over, <laughs> dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm suggesting we go there again, but Jesus Christ, you know, honestly, I feel like what they should have, there shouldn't be a tax on working class people Mm -mm. specifically. There should be a like a a, across the board sales tax. So the more you fucking buy, the more you fucking pay. Well, there was all the the under the table people, all the drug dealers, you know, people that find other ways, other avenues to make money and including the rich because the rich people spend more money would all be paying their fair share. Yeah. But, you know, at one time, taxes sort of worked like that. You know, everything wasn't taxed. Your income wasn't taxed. Property wasn't taxed. Like a lot of things weren't taxed. It was just certain things that made sense to tax, right? Like imported goods or really luxurious shit. (laughs) <laughs> that if you've got money to buy it, you definitely have money to give <laughs> type of stuff. Yep. Oh my God. It's my the, question is what the hell did you like these states to actually legalize marijuana? What the fuck are they doing with all this? Make thousands and thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes on that. Well, you know, it's like for example, Illinois, you know, as soon as they, they did that, the first like month they got like, I forget what it was like, something crazy. Like, 10 million or something like that in tax revenue the first month that they fucking legalized it. But yet they increased the fucking gas tax, the registration fees for your fucking vehicles and all kinds of, they just increased everything on top of that, you know? So it's like, where the fuck you, why do you need more fucking money? People come on. Yeah. And, and you know, income wasn't taxed until 1900 and something like they weren't taking money from our income at all. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't have an issue with paying taxes, first off, if they were reasonable, Mm -hmm. and second off, if they were actually fucking smart with our money. Yeah, it's what, 40 to 45% in a year goes to taxes alone? Like, I don't make a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and I have already paid more in taxes this year than I made a year for the first decade that I fucking worked. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like... It's like working all this overtime. You know, you can work up to about just about that 20 hour mark. And if you work anything over 20 hours, you're just fucking basically paying taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you, why work that long? Why work yourself to death if you're not going to fucking get it? I'll never forget. I'm salaried now, so I, I get paid the same every week. But like I, I, at one point in time, I was hourly and I worked a 60 hour work week and my paycheck was less that week than it was for a fucking 50 hour work week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you put me into another fucking tax bracket. Yeah. And then that whole time and a half thing, that's bullshit too. If you work over, over, uh, what is it? Um, not overtime, but past your work hours or whatever, midnight, yeah, overtime, over 40 hours. Yeah. Well, for us at McDonald's, it was after midnight. We got paid time and a half. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. Well, in some places actually do over eight hours, you get overtime. So you can get overtime on an individual day. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the way the government does. Well, and depending I, I, on 
what your I'm, schedule is. If you work that the alternate work schedule, as they call it, where you work nine hours and then every other Friday you're off on Monday, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm salaried and it works. It works out. Um, Cause it, like last year for the first six months of last year, I might've worked 30 hours a week, a lot of weeks. Now this year I'm working 50, 60 hour weeks, pretty much all, all the way up until the end of this year is what it's looking like. I'm going to be working at least 45, 55 hours. Look, uh, as long as you're not kinda, pulling a hundred hours. It kind of comes out in the wash. And, and the company that I work for also does a profit based bonus at the end of the year. So if I'm working that much, so for those that don't know, I'm, I'm on the design side for, for a structural steel fabrication shop. So I produce the drawings that the shop fabricates from. So if I'm that busy, then the shop is going to be that busy, which means the company is that busy and there's money coming in. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, when I get a bonus, that bonus will actually make up for what would have been overtime hours if I was hourly. Right. But with the salary, at least I know if there is no bonus, I still know what I can, what I can live by. I know what my budget is. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not pulling 100 hour work weeks, like you were there for a fucking month or so. Yeah. (laughs) For six years when I was running a fucking fabrication shop and doing the design work. That's true. Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you do that again, to take a big dick in the ass on that. If you do that again, I will personally get my mom to drive me up there and beat your ass. Like, <laughs> oh, mama um, texted me her new number, so I got it. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I can't remember any fucking numbers today. Like, I was watching uh Brad Upton. He's an old, old man that does stand up, and he was talking about um having a real phone when you get mad and hanging it up because you went to slam the motherfucker right. And today you're like asshole, beep. and he was like and then when somebody called you would make it a point to answer that phone you would pull a hamstring to answer the goddamn phone and he's like and if you missed it there was no answering machine you went and you called all your friends and family to see if they called you back and you know how you done that you remembered their number I was like, he's so fucking right. Like, I remember the first air uh, address we had here at, here at the house. I remember the first phone number. Like, <laughs> I can't remember fucking recoil's number, and we we pretty much stay in contact constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shit, <sighs> times have changed. Well, do you guys want to go over nine o'clock or no? Yeah, I'm good. Is that, is I, might that have to, I might have to reload, but I'm good. I think Oink will have to go though, right? Uh, they haven't showed up yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So let's do this. We'll play it by ear. You tell me when you need to go and then we'll call it a night. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, I, uh, I'm working with uh, a few places to try and get the septic system done. Um, we still need money. We still need that 25 grand either way because things might fall through. You never know, but trying to have a backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan. You guys know how that's like, right? Like, Uh (laughs) it's fucking. (sighs) Somebody said, you need to do this, that, and the other. And I was like, it's not that. It's not that. It's the economy. It really is. 
because we were doing good. We were getting pretty stable donations. <clears throat> that's why we were able to take in vets. And that's why we were able to do this, that, and the other. And then when the septic thing happened and the truck burned down and all this, that's about the same time the fucking economy just went belly up and fucking shit on us all. And that's when we started seeing a huge decline in uh, donations. Hell, even Brad from what's the place like? Purple Heart Homes said, has said the same thing. Um, there's a few nonprofits that is like, yeah, that shit, it's real. Like, <laughs> and it's no joke. I mean, the saying that we bought groceries for for a few years don't even give us half of what we used to get, right? It's not even close. So we understand that you can't donate. If you can't, don't. If you can, thank you. Um, The best way, if you can't donate, to help us out is to share it dvfarm.org share the donor box share video share whatever and be like hey this is what dv farm's all about this is what they need and their mission can't go forward until the septic system is done up to today's coding um like i said i I am trying to work with a few places to hopefully get us something done whether it's resources or funding or actual help to do it but i also don't get excited until I know for a fact it's going to happen. So, um, Oh God, excuse me. I have drank too much Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pib, Pib extra for you kids that don't know what Mr. Pib is. Um, today. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is the fizziest shit. I mean, it's, they've got a fucking warning on the cap that it might put your eye out. Yeah. The bottles are the fizziest. The cans <laughs> I can do. The bottles are so fucking fizzy. It's not even funny. Yeah. It's all the sugar. My wife loves Dr. Pepper. I'm, I'm not a big fan. My mom was like, this is probably why you like Dr. Pepper. And then she decided to tell me that that's all she drank when she was pregnant with me. And I was like, well, <laughs> back in my rock star days, I say that with air quotes. Um, <laughs> I used to like the flaming Dr. Pepper. You ever have one of them? Flaming Dr. Pepper. They take a draft beer. Oh, and a shot of, uh, oh my God. What's that shit called? Kalur. Was that huh? the one? Was it Kalur? Kalur? No, 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 no. Fireball the, whiskey? No, it's the shit with the fucking deer horns on it. It tastes like black licorice. Jägermeister. Jägermeister. And they That's drop it. a shot of Jägermeister down into a draft beer. It's supposed to taste like Dr. Pepper? Mm-hmm. I've never done that, but I've heard that it is. I don't know if that's true. Does it taste like Dr. Pepper? I don't know. You drink them so fucking fast, you don't taste it. <laughs> I tasted Jaeger once. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I don't. Oh, no, uh, that's a Jaeger bomb. Is it? I don't know. That's a Jaeger bomb. What the fuck is a flaming Dr. Pepper? Amaretto, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Amaretto. Amaretto and beer. They're, that they say it's supposed, yeah. to, it's supposed to taste like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I was going to get it and have my son try it because he likes Dr. Pepper as well, but fucking can't find the Amarillo up here anywhere. Man, that's one hell of an 11th birthday. I was about to I say. Know, right? I wish you were my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the absolutely. other son. <laughs> yeah, it says one cup. On, okay, let's my do name. some shots. You're fucking Four double bastards. digits, boy. <laughs> this, this. You had a year with that heart replaced. Let's do this shit, right? 
Ticker can fucking handle it now. <laughs> this one Nothing says makes a stronger heart than some flaming Dr. Peppers. I'll tell you what. <laughs> this one says one cup beer, an ounce of amaretto liqueur, and a quarter ounce of 151 proof rum. Oh yeah, Bacardi 151. That's how they set it on fire because they float the Bacardi on top. Okay. Yeah, I've never. I've heard of it. Never gotten close to trying it. <laughs> Look, unless you're testing the proof of moonshine, flame does not need to be around alcohol. <laughs> Particularly when you're in a lying position. <laughs> yes. Dude, I've watched... Uh, He's so hot he can't even wear fucking clothes and we're going to hand him a drink that's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what it was. It was show it. It wasn't spring break or anything, but it was showing like what people do when they go out and party and shit. And they had these girls laying on their back doing shots. And then they fucking decide to light shots on fire and feed them to them. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is how this, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have good drinks because people do stupid shit like that. Like, uh, this is why we can't have places like Studio 54 anymore. Um, <laughs> minus the Coke. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. It was who's saying they outlawed Bacardi 151 in a lot of states. Holy fuck. I don't know when you can get Everclear. That shit was. Like 200 proof. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's like 195 or some shit like that. Yeah, it was pure. No, If you opened the the jar and left it sit there, it would evaporate. I meant banned in states. That's what I mean. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is in Utah. Oh, it's a discontinued brand of highly alcoholic rum. You can fuck your sister, but you ain't drinking that 151. (laughs) That's right. You're allowed 3.2% alcohol in your beer. Your three wives can't drink that. I don't think it was banned. It says it was discontinued in 2016. What was discontinued? Bacardi 151. Oh, see, I didn't even know that because my big drinking days are long behind me. Right. Um, Yeah, I think it was just discontinued. It's not that it's banned. It's just discontinued. Yeah, Bacardi's decision to discontinue its 151 sparked an outcry from longtime fans. Yeah, it wasn't banned. Just discontinued. Calm down, everybody. It's not illegal. <laughs> God, y'all, have, y'all have me going, what the fuck? <laughs> they got moonshine on the shelves. Surely they're going to put some Bacardi 151 up there. I'm like, shit, y'all don't, y'all don't remember Mad Dog? <laughs> fucking worst headache ever (laughs) it did its job though you gotta give it credit it did its job (laughs) have y'all tried that uh what's that fucking it's a it's that trendy fucking so-called beer drink uh is it claw or something white claw something like that dude i don't i'm not up with these kids you know that like Y'all know more about this generational shit than I do today. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it, I think it is White Claw. Have y'all tried that? Negative. Yeah. White Claw? Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. You know, I don't have a vagina. 
<laughs> I don't I don't have a man bun. I don't wear tight jeans. I like my balls to breathe. <laughs> That's why I'm naked. <laughs> Snafu says Mad Dog can still be found. You know, a family tradition of mine has been for a twenty first birthday you get the old school, not the fucking banana red or whatever the fuck they have nowadays, but old school fucking Mad Dog twenty twenty mm-hmm. for your twenty first birthday. Really? Yeah, because there's nothing better than a fucking nasty hangover and a fucking headache the next day. All right. I, Welcome to being 21. <laughs> I actually remember trying to get my mom to get something for my brother on his 21st birthday. And she went, no, he ain't going to try. And he didn't. He don't. He won't try nothing, man. I'll get on you. <laughs> you missing out, bro. You missing out. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, Bacardi 151 is not banned. It's just discontinued in 2016. They quit making it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny that rum would come up because we were talking about that before the show. Like mm-hmm. any rum that is fucking white or clear, dude, is not rum. <laughs> that's it's glorified fucking water. <laughs> glorified spiced water. That's what that is. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's the vapor from rum. It, rum, it, rum should have color and flavor. Mm-hmm. Watered, colored rum <laughs> smells nasty and tastes worse. We done took the rum out of it and gave you the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's like they took the extract out of the rum, right? Like... <laughs> Extractive of rum. <laughs> That's what they should call it. <laughs> I, I forgot what kind it was. Somebody had, had shown me some and they wanted me to try it. And I thought it was vodka. And it was like, nah, man, it's rum. I was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm, I'm fucking fantastic. You can keep that shit. Like, <laughs> I got a toilet over there. I'll drink that before I will that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand people. I just. And I don't really like vodka. I've had, I've tasted a few vodkas. I didn't like that. Do y'all guys like vodka? No, I'm not Russian. Russian. I did try um, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Crystal Vodka, the Crystal Skull Vodka. We've got a whole Crystal Skull in there in the living room. We just tasted it just to see what it was like. It wasn't bad, but it's not something that if I was a drinker, I'd be like, yeah, man, give me some of that Crystal Skull, man. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just nah. Who owns Crystal Skull? Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's actually cool. He is. He's a fucking cool ass motherfucker. Yeah. His well, his mom and dad were fucking ghost hunters. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how, how much cooler can you get? <laughs> Hence, why he made Ghostbusters. <laughs> he he's fucking badass. I I love him. I'd love to fucking meet him, but. Hell, I'd love to go see Penn and Teller, but that shit ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I know a lot of people that love that. Uh, what is it? Smirnoff? I don't think of it. Smirnoff's good to bury in something. Like, <clears throat> I, it's like, I come from a long line of alcoholics in my family. So Same. I don't, I, I rarely drink. Mm-hmm. But once a year, I'm, I, we have a party at our house. And I'll make a big batch of this punch, and I there's Smirnoff in that punch, uh, and and also watermelon pucker and a bunch of other shit. It's like five different alcohols in that punch, and that's the only time I'll drink vodka at all is right. in that mix. What about tequila? 
I can't. Mm-hmm. So I have a story about tequila. <laughs> yes, I, I got one too. <laughs> tequila really will to kill you. <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> I fucking I live about three hours from Pittsburgh, and a buddy of mine. I was seventeen, eighteen years old. A buddy of mine needed to go help his mom in Pittsburgh, and it was like a family emergency kind of thing. So we're driving up there, and he decides to bust out this bottle of fucking tequila. By the time we got, actually got to Pittsburgh, I was fucking hammered. I'm embarrassed by this story. I'm not proud of it, by the way. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> when, you, when you're in Pittsburgh, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, it's nothing but hills and bridges. Um, and potholes, for fuck's sake. I was sake. so fucking drunk. <laughs> I came down this fucking hill. And hit the bottom of the hill, and it launched my car off the off the ground like <laughs> ten feet in the air. We hit the hill on the other side so hard that it knocked the fucking met cap or the plug off the top of my fuel injectors. I was too drunk to figure out what the fucking problem was, but my car wouldn't go anymore. So we ended up ended up on fucking foot in Pittsburgh, not in the best neighborhood. Uh, anyway, we ended up at a fucking frat party somehow. And I woke up in a dirty a pile of some dude's dirty fucking laundry. <laughs> I've never drank tequila since. <laughs> you woke. This is a bad story, but what made me not want to drink? I was little. I was probably. God, I was between eight and ten, maybe younger. And. uh this isn't a funny story. This is a pretty bad story. Um, but it was my, my sperm donor. And they were like, he's in the hospital, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, he had a bad wreck, et cetera, et cetera. So we get over there. My grandma takes me and I'm just standing at the door. Right. And I see him and he ain't got his glasses and he's all fucking, he's fucked up. Come to find out his sternum was broke. And he had a, I'm not shitting you, a golf ball size hole in his kneecap and glass all in his eye and shit. He had drove his Mitsubishi five speed into a fucking bank. And when he hit it, he was going so fast. The whole fucking seat unwelded from the fucking frame of the truck and threw him forward, crushing his fucking sternum on the fucking steering wheel and throwing him through the windshield. And I was like, I'm done. Like from then on out, I was like, no, that's not happening. I was so afraid that I would turn into that guy. I mm-mm. like <laughs> mm-mm. story. My tequila day was a buddy of mine. We used to drink tequila on a regular, it was just regular Jose Cuero. Right. Usually it was after about half a rack of German beer, but <laughs> anyway, he swore up and down that, one day he was going to get the best tequila ever, San Miguel or some bullshit with the actual worm in it. He swore that was the best shit ever. And uh, his so his wife bought it for him for Christmas. And so we had a bunch of guys over, you know, got we brought, you know, folks over from the dorms that didn't have family, you know, because we were in Germany at the time. And, you know, we, we drank that bottle and God, it sucked. It's It tasted like somebody had poured regular Jose in a fucking pan, burnt the shit and then poured it back into a bottle. I mean, it, it tastes nasty. So she said, you're not getting any other tequila. You can bitch about it all you want. You're not getting any more until you drink that bottle. So we, with everybody's help, we finished that bottle off. He's like, fuck that. We're going for 1800. Well, 
when you drink nasty ass tequila for a while, then you break open a bottle of 1800, that shit went down smooth. So of course she goes to bed. He breaks out the bottle of this 1800. And of course it was after, again, half a rack of German beer. We polished that fucking bottle off in 12 minutes flat, just between the two of us. <clears throat> we got to laughing so fucking hard. And he had the cheesy white, you know, porch chairs that plastic that fold up. That was his kitchen chairs, by the way. <laughs> he started laughing. He leaned back and he fucking fell over. Well, his son, his oldest son came out and heard him. And he's like, Daddy, are you okay? And he's like, yep, we're fine. <laughs> but wow. God damn, did I have a headache the next day? <laughs> But yeah, we polished off a bottle of eighteen hundred and fucking twelve minutes flat just between the two of us. Holy shit! I'll tell you one of the nastiest things we ever did not have in Iraq. Um, it was called Royal Horse or Horse Royale, something like that. It, it was not called that, I should say. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and there was probably six of us that did not come together and have a TCN not get this on their trip out of the wire. Um, and we're sitting there and we pass it and it's a, a, a normal fifth. Not only did it taste absolutely fucking horrible whiskey. You didn't even get a buzz. Like it, it had to have been like non-alcoholic fucking whiskey and what made it worse we started calling it horse piss whiskey because the label was a horse that was supposed to be galloping but (laughs) its legs are stretched out front and back so its front legs are forward and its back legs are backward and there was this gold design underneath it it literally looked like it was pissing on the label like <laughs> you couldn't fucking pay somebody to make that shit up. I was like, you'll, Marty, you'll, guys. Get so, you'll get so drunk. You'll suck this horse's dick. Exactly. It was like some shit from a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. Like that's what it reminded you of. Like his fucking reds, apple fucking cigarette packs with the little fucking worm coming out of the fucking apple with the fucking cartoon face. That's what it puts you into mind of. That's the type of branding this motherfucker. Shit had. And we were like, that was a hundred dollars fucking down the drain. Like, <laughs> cause we all pitched in for it, obviously. But it was like, what the fuck? Like, so if you ever come around Royal Horse or Horse Royale or whatever the fuck that shit, don't, don't drink it. It's not worth <laughs> it at all. I mean, shit. <laughs> and we had, look. When we were over there, we had the chews. We had the, uh, what is it? Plywood chews that had the space between them. And Bo said, McBride when, said when they knocked them down, I'm not joking. There was a whole wall of like 30 or 40 Captain Morgan. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I think McCarty was in there and a few others, there was a whole wall filled to the brim of nothing but those types of bottles because they would throw them down in the fucking shoe space (laughs) when they were empty. (laughs) I was like, damn, that was 10 months of shit. I don't remember then. (laughs) I was like, God damn. God damn, son. 
And I remember um, one of them had, uh, y'all know the Arizona iced tea? Mm-hmm. He had a whole gallon of Arizona iced tea. He had two gallons of it in his refrigerator. He had one up front and one in back. One of them was in a brown bottle and one of them was in a clear bottle. Well, <laughs> the brown bottle said Arizona iced tea on it. But what was inside of it was Maker's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and that bitch was filled. His wife would send over two things of Arizona iced tea, the gallon bottles. And she had this down pat. Like you could not tell the way she would glue the lid back together. It looked like a brand new. I don't know how she done it. Cause I've tried it. She done good. She must have like had real lids that hadn't never been on the fucking bottle and put them bitches back on there. Because <laughs> I was like, damn, son, that's a good work She's right a gangster. there. <laughs> she need to get into forgery, man. I mean, she makes some money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. We had some good times. I ain't gonna lie. It was some good times. Anyway. <laughs> Good times, dynamite. Oh, <laughs> dynamite. You know, uh, I'm I'm sad to see uh, Red Greens retiring. I'm so sad. Like I seen that. I sent that to you, didn't I, Recoil? You did. Um, and it, I have watched that show. My dad loved that show, and he's no longer with us. Um. But I I grew up watching that show, and I've always loved him. And the, the thing that blew me away, like I, you sent me a video link, and he was talking about, like he stopped the show a while ago, but he's been touring doing a comedy thing, and and he, he's now going to step away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the video is pretty pretty lengthy. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you can link it in the chat. Yeah, I can do uh, that. Maybe even link it on the when you do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one one group of words that he said in there that just really really resonated with me. He said, "You got to retire to something, not from something." Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty fucking profound. Like your your retirement should be like your next level of life, not not fucking, you know, just retire and then do fucking nothing, right? Because you end up fucking dying. Yeah, and you know, I didn't know that show ran as long as it did. It was like 15 years. And I'm like, damn. Like, it ran forever. And I didn't know that it wasn't a hit at first. It wasn't. It was, it took a long time, apparently, for that so, that show to even become a hit. And it's just, it's one of those shows that, and I know he puts himself down when it comes to his comedy, but he is so intelligent, right? Like the way he put those skits together in red green. <laughs> and it was always about, and I think he explained it in that little excerpt interview that he'd done. It was always about, how the common man didn't always have something, so he made something with what he had. And although it was funny, it had a serious point to it, right? Like, you you don't need the best of the best. You don't need to be rich. You can be poor and still have the good stuff. 
And I was like, I never really realized that. Like, I just laughed at the shit. It was fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> like one of them was, uh, how to change a light bulb without, if you didn't have a ladder or something. And he takes a fucking plunger cup off of a fucking plunger, takes the stick off of it, puts it on the end of a, like a six foot drill bit, puts some duct tape in it, puts the fucking drill bit in the drill, puts it up on the light bulb, <laughs> attaches it, spins it out, attaches the new one, spins it in. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> as, hey, if it works, don't knock it. Right? As stupid as it looks, if you're disabled and you can't reach that light bulb, that's fucking genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I, just short like my wife. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, then there's another one. He's like, have you ever wanted electric windows <laughs> in your car? And he takes a fucking blender, like a mixer that you uh, use in the kitchen. <laughs> and he fucking attaches it to the fucking inside of the door of the window wider. And he's like, you're going to need both of these holes and I'll show you why in a minute. And he says, with this one, it goes down. Now, this is where the trick comes in. This is why you want to have both holes in it. <laughs> and he's like, they spin inward. So one brings it down and one brings it up. And I was like, this is fucking genius. And then I watched that interview that I sent to recall. And I'm like, he's fucking, he, he's intelligent. He's so intelligent. Like, that's the comedy that's not going to be done anymore. He is literally it. That's it. Like, we talk about that's it in the generational stuff, right? There's no more slapstick, like real slapstick. And as far as intelligent comedy is concerned, that right there is it. There's no more. There's no more of what we grew up with, what made comedy or entertainment, what it George is. George Carlin, today. Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. fucking the hell, Eddie Murphy, for that matter, for hell all. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I mean, see that shit again. Sam Keniston. I mean, if you do, David Chappelle will be leaving proof that you get fucking slack from it. Exactly. People fucking took it the wrong fucking way. I'm not, I'm not going to say the name, but the end family that he done on his show on Comedy Central. (laughs) David Chappelle is a fucking genius. Oh my God. Most definitely. The black white supremacist. Who knew that wife? <laughs> who knew that would actually become a thing? A black white supremacist. Dave Chappelle made a joke of it. It's real now. What? Yep. <laughs> Why did you leave your wife after 19 years of marriage? <laughs> I can oh, that, that I watched, motherfucker! Oh man! I watched it the other day. Like. <laughs> Oh my God. I love Dave Chappelle. And he's one, again, he's like, like I said, he's one of the few that pushed that threshold that got us where we are. And no more. Yeah. No more. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Damn. If I was going to smoke a blunt with somebody and see what Dave Chappelle, (laughs) smoke my first blunt with Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Hell yeah. Fuck doing it with Snoop Doggy Dog. I think he said that Willie Nelson smoked him under the table once. He said that's the only one that's ever smoked him out. 
was Willie Nelson. <laughs> I was like, that I can believe though. I, I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> Coop been doing it for a while. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, that would be like saying Keith Richards snorted cocaine more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. I can see <laughs> no that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh me all right well it's 20 after nine i'm losing it i'm delirious <laughs> we're grasping for straws now <laughs> and the pizza just showed up mm. what kind of pizza eat pizza birthday pizza barbecue chicken and a half and half of pepperoni and cheese and i forget what the fuck the other one was meat or some shit i don't know meat lovers because i'm 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 a I know recoil is like, how the fuck do you eat that greasy shit? Look, I will sacrifice a night to eat some meat loves pizza. Like, <laughs> um, I guess we'll do our thing here. Recoil last words for our listeners live or on podcast for this episode. Well, shit, as always, be safe and keep looking out for each other. Fuckers and uh, ginger. We're proud of you, man. Keep it up. 10,000% Mr. Oink. As always, folks, if you need to reach out and talk to somebody, especially if you're active duty and you have that fear of reprisal and or, you know, that taboo situation of seeking mental help, head over to ObjectiveZero.org and check those folks out. There's peer support for brothers and sisters just like you that's been there, that's done that. They're willing to talk to you at any time of the day. So head over to ObjectiveZero.org and find that person you need that will willing to listen to you at any time of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please don't forget you get 20% off your entire order from now until August 7th. It started August 2nd, uh, here on dvradio.net. Just click on the DV radio store. Um, we still need help with the DV farm septic system, dvfarm.org. Uh, be on the lookout for Betsy Ross and her doing podcasts, uh, for her upcoming, uh, excuse me quote unquote finale to the fight series fight four. Uh, she will be on here shortly. Uh, I don't know when we haven't set that up and also be on the lookout for her website to debut. Hopefully at the end of this month, beginning of September. Um, I say hopefully because we've been having some trouble with that, but hopefully we can get that out there for you guys to uh, peruse. And, and please, if you haven't read her book, her book series, fight go get it on amazon if you have please leave a review let others know how it's helped you how it's opened your eyes how it's not helped you how you're pissed off about it um it doesn't matter reviews help her as well as other readers uh with a book it doesn't matter if it's her or mike gordia or any of the other indie author authors out there <clears throat> um is that all Oink. oh brad from Purple Heart Homes will be on the show very soon <laughs> to talk about. Is it Take That Hill? Take That Hill Challenge. Yes, sir. Yeah, he'll be uh, on very shortly uh, as well to talk about that and how you can help them and uh, whatnot. Hopefully we were I or us, the staff, can somehow bring some money together and uh, sponsor them again this year. If not, we'll we'll help them in some way, shape or form. And uh as always, I hope you guys had fun. We appreciate you listening. We love each and every one of you. And as Recoil said, and as we said earlier in the show, congratulations, Ginger, on another week of sobriety. Please check in with us next week. Let us know how it's going. And if you need any help or anybody else needs any help with their sobriety, reach out to us or one of the many resources that we talk about uh, uh, and 
any of those that are located on any of the dvradio.net pages, dysfunctionalveterans.com and dvfarm.org. For Mr. Recoil, oink, I'm Bonerwood. That's about it. You heard it all here, folks. That has been Barris Talk for this evening. Until next week, Voxicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Goodbye.